Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. Thank you, Paul. Paul's our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is Kyle O'Connell, Senior Partner and Sales Facilitator at Asher Strategies. And the title of the show is, If You Think LinkedIn Doesn't Matter for Your Business, Here Are Five Reasons You're Wrong. Kyla's guest is Judy Schramm, CEO of Pro Resource, a marketing agency that specializes in executive branding. Topics covered during the program will include some myths about LinkedIn, common mistakes that are made, and the bare minimum every professional needs to have on their LinkedIn profiles. Kyla, over to you. Thank you, Dave, and welcome, Judy Schramm. We're so happy you're here today. I'm delighted to be here. Wonderful. This is such an important topic. I know at training, it comes up and we actually give it almost an hour. It's that important. So I'm so happy that you're part of this show with us because of the magnitude of tool and in all of our lives today as professionals. I'd like to start by asking to what degree LinkedIn has changed over the last couple of years and why it's so critical to business professionals to be engaged with it. Well, it has actually changed a lot over the past couple of years. And one of the biggest changes is something that's happening outside of LinkedIn that makes LinkedIn increasingly important. And that is the way Google's search algorithm works and then the Microsoft acquisition of LinkedIn. LinkedIn has been working closely with Google. As a result, when you Google someone, any of us, Typically, the LinkedIn profile will be right at the top of the search results, so people are likely to click on it. That means it's your opportunity to control what people are finding out about you. Microsoft is also directing traffic to LinkedIn. They've integrated LinkedIn with the Office Suite. They're planning many more integrations. They've said they want LinkedIn to be your professional presence online. So you have both Google and Microsoft driving traffic to LinkedIn. It's very difficult to uh, lose that opportunity. But there have also been a lot of changes inside of LinkedIn. A lot of the most popular features have been moved to paid versions. Video is much more prominent. The publishing platform has taken on increased prominence so that it becomes possible to position yourself as a thought leader. And there are many more advertising options as well. So there's a lot going on with LinkedIn. That's wonderful news. <laughs> I think it's all. <laughs> well, it's, to those of us who know and love LinkedIn, yes. To have Microsoft and Google, what are they like the, in the top five companies in the world, driving traffic to this platform, they rarely get that these types of things wrong. So I think it's safe to say you can no longer ignore LinkedIn. Do you agree? Yes. It is possible for some people to ignore it, just like it's possible for some businesses to exist without a website. But if you're a professional or executive or you sell to professionals or executives, it really is essential. Yeah, it's interesting you made that correlation uh, to a business not having a website because that's exactly what I say in sales training. I said, if, you, if you're a sales professional or in management or anybody who is certainly anybody who's customer-facing, 
selling B2B and you don't have a LinkedIn profile, it would be like having a company without a website. What are some common myths about LinkedIn that turn people off from using it? Well, one that I still hear sometimes is that I don't need to be on LinkedIn because I'm not looking for a job. And while LinkedIn did start as a resume database, it has been more than 10 years since it stopped being just a resume database. It's now an essential sales tool. Another thing that I hear sometimes from CEOs and decision makers is that they don't like LinkedIn because they get a lot of spammy emails from people who are trying to sell them something. And certainly, I think everybody who's on LinkedIn gets some of these messages. And the higher you go in the company, the more of them you're likely to get. But what I tell people is we all get spam emails as well, and we don't stop using email. I mean, we're going to talk a lot more about the power of LinkedIn, but your competitors are out there using it. Everybody's out there using it. If you don't use it in your company because you don't like the way some people are misusing it, then you're losing the opportunity. Yeah. One of the common objections I hear, Judy, often is my customers aren't on there aren't on LinkedIn. (laughs) And I challenge that because what I'll typically say is, okay, who are you selling to? Well, I sell to, let's say, warehouse managers, people who, you know, manage a, a warehouse or something. And I said, okay, well, even if they're not on LinkedIn, I would bet that their boss and his boss boss are on LinkedIn. So even if there are certain positions that don't lend itself to LinkedIn and you sell to one of those positions, it doesn't mean that a decision a decision influencer isn't on LinkedIn. And I was actually able to prove this point to one of my coaching clients during a session where he was able to find a VP of logis- warehouse logistics. We were able to schedule that meeting during our coaching session. So it was really <laughs> powerful, <laughs> really powerful yeah. reason to use LinkedIn. One of the data points is 29% of the U.S. adult online population is on LinkedIn, but it rises to 75% of people who make more than $74,000 a year. 50% of college graduates, the odds that your target market is not on LinkedIn are quite small. Right. So one thing I've always found interesting about LinkedIn is that more experienced or older generations actually have an advantage on LinkedIn over young professionals just starting out because the young professionals are building their network slowly as they gain more experience. But somebody who's been working for 20 years can build their network up in a week because typically their network's already there and they just have to start reaching out. Are you finding more experienced professionals beginning to understand the value of LinkedIn? Absolutely. Just like you said, somebody who's been successful in business not only has a large network, but they're typically very good at building relationships. And and they have a lot to say on their LinkedIn profile, and they have a lot to offer when they interact with people. So once they understand how to translate what they do in the real world onto LinkedIn, they are off to the races. There's a lot of power there. But it's important to, to note that the fastest growing segment on LinkedIn is the younger people. Colleges now are encouraging the students to join LinkedIn as early as their freshman year. And we've actually talked to a number of high schools who want to offer LinkedIn coaching to their students. And the young people have a nice advantage as well in that they understand at an instinctive level how social media works because they grew up with it. So once they learn 
the strategy and how to handle themselves in a business environment, they're in good shape as well. So old or young, there's a lot for you on LinkedIn and it's easier than you think. Right, right. Yes, I am starting to see some of my friends who have children in college are starting to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I was like, wow, okay. Well, many digital marketing experts are claiming by 2019, just a couple months away, that Americans will absorb 80% of their information via video on the internet. Is LinkedIn following this trend with more use of video? Yes, absolutely. They're prioritizing video in the newsfeed. I don't know if you've noticed that recently. I certainly haven't. And I'm hearing from a lot of people who are saying that their newsfeed is full of video right now. And so as a result, you get greater reach on LinkedIn by posting a video than you do from posting a blog post or sharing an article or a piece of news. It's very impressive. I've had hundreds of views within just an hour or two. And one of the reasons for that is the numbers. The data point that everybody likes to cite is that video gets 1,200% more engagement than text or images alone. And people watch native video three times longer than regular video. So uh, native video, which is what LinkedIn is is really pushing the hardest, is their version of, a, of live video, is incredibly powerful. Kyla, it's time to take a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. We've been speaking with Judy Schramm, CEO of Pro Resource, on the professional social media power of LinkedIn. Now back to Kyla and Judy. Judy, hopefully we've piqued the interest with these amazing stats. Um, to anybody who isn't quite yet, fully functioning on LinkedIn to, you know, give it a shot and and get on board. What is the bare minimum every professional needs to have on their LinkedIn profile? The three minimum things would be a current photo, their full work history going back 20 years, ideally, and their education. It's not so much what is the minimum, it's what does LinkedIn require to give you a complete rating. And the reason for that is that LinkedIn sends all profiles that are not quote unquote complete to the bottom of the search results. So if you want to be found, you have to meet LinkedIn's requirements for a complete profile. And that includes a photo, three jobs, three skills, 50 connections, an industry, a location, and your education. Okay. What are the most common mistakes people make on their LinkedIn profiles or how they are actually engaging on LinkedIn, like some common mistakes that people make? The one thing that always makes me cringe is when I see people using emojis on their profile. It's just, uh, yes, you know, it draws the eye, but it, it, it also looks just a little bit tech. But for sales executives, the biggest mistake that I see is people who have job seeker, what we call job seeker profiles. And that is people who are writing about why someone should hire them rather than why someone should do business with them. And if you are in job seeking mode, then that's one thing. 
But most of the people who you care about who come to your profile are coming to to look at whether they should do business with you, whether they're going to take a meeting, whether they're going to respond to the message they receive. And so your profile really needs to be written to a customer rather than to a recruiter. And then another mistake that I see people make is that there are some salespeople who think that LinkedIn is just all about the numbers and that what they need to do is just blast their message in front of the absolute maximum number of people and be as salesy as possible and somebody will come back and buy. That's not only ineffective, it's it's also annoying. As a result, that can really turn people off. Absolutely. People ask me all the time in, in sales training classes when we discuss the importance of LinkedIn, if they should connect with everyone they know and also about connecting with competitors. What is your perspective on these in these areas? You can connect to everyone you know, but it's better to connect to people you respect. Rather than uploading your entire contact database, think about who do you admire, who do you respect as a colleague or a peer or an industry influencer, and then connect with those people. Because when people come to your profile, they can see who you are connected to that they are also connected to. And you want that to be a list of people they like and respect. Because when you do that, you have instant credibility. So we recommend focusing more on the quality of the connections than the quantity. But obviously, the more connections you have, the more findable you're going to be. LinkedIn, among the other factors in search results, is how much you have in common with the person who's doing the searching. And so when you have connections in common, when you have experiences in common, LinkedIn will rank you higher having a bigger network makes you more findable. The other question that we get asked is about the competitors. And the answer that I like to give there is that you have to think about who's going to get more out of the connection. If this happens to be a competitor who you know is is very aggressive and they are going to mine your network for your clients and your prospects and then aggressively reach out to them and market to them, then I would say no. If it's a competitor where you have a more collegial relationship, maybe on occasion you refer them business and they refer business to you if you're not a fit, then what you would want to do is connect with them because then you can keep on top of what they're doing. You can mine their network and can find out what's new with them, which can be information that can be quite useful to you. Okay. That that was very helpful. Thank you. What are some hidden benefits or features on LinkedIn that few people know about or how to leverage properly? Well, one is Sales Navigator. I I talk to a lot of people who have no idea what power is available in Sales Navigator, which is the level of LinkedIn that is designed specifically for salespeople. So, for example, some of the things that you can find on LinkedIn, the searches that you can do, If you have the Navigator version, you can find companies that are growing rapidly. You can find companies where, for example, a particular department, like say the engineering department, is doubling in size. There's a lot of information available to you about how the company is changing over time. You can get a list of people who are new in their job because those people are very often the ones who are most open to trying something new. You can get lists of companies that use specific technologies. And then one of my favorite features is the search search alike feature, which is where uh, if you 
get a list of uh, people who meet your criteria, first of all, you can take that list and you can save that search and have LinkedIn notify you every week or every month as new people are added. But when you find like somebody who is absolutely ideal, you can click the button that says, show me more people like this. And LinkedIn will use artificial intelligence to go out and get other people who are similar to that person, which can be a way to surface people who might have odd titles or for whatever reason might not turn up in a traditional search, but they will turn up in a search-alike search. So that's one of my favorite things. Kyla and and Judy, it's time for the wrap-up. Okay. I'll just say one other trick. I don't know if you've noticed those green dots on the profiles. What are they? Those tell you people who are online right now. Yeah, the green circle is people who are on mobile. The solid green circle is people who are on uh, their desktop. And if you reach out to people when they're logged into LinkedIn, you can get a conversation started right away. Oh, that is wonderful to know. Thank you. Well, we have a couple of minutes left. Are there any last thoughts? And also, how can you be reached? So the one thing I would say is people on this podcast are very familiar with John Asher. And one of the most powerful things you can do on LinkedIn is to do what John recommends, particularly the part about selling to the old brain and just a couple important ways to do that. So first of all, make it about the people you are selling to. One of the facets of the old brain is that it's me, me, me. It's people care about themselves much more than they care about your solution. So when you're interacting with people, make it all about them. And then uh, second of all, stand out. You have the ability on LinkedIn now to create a really colorful visual profile that differentiates you from the other people, the other profiles they might be looking at. And that can um, make you significantly more memorable. And then as far as how to reach me, well, I would ask people to reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's uh, (laughs) linkedin.com. slash in slash Judy Schramm or by email is fine too. And it's J Schramm, S-C-H-R-A-M-M at proresource.com. Thank you so much, Judy, for joining us today. This was extremely helpful. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Kyle and Judy. That's all the time we have for today. Our next show in two weeks is titled Bringing Success to Distribution Sales Teams. Be sure to join us. Paul, take it away. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense Radio right here on Asher Strategies Radio. Learn more about how John Asher and his training and coaching team of former business leaders can help you close deals faster at asherstrategies.com.